I realized I didn't do this. Uh, oh well. Oh well. Hey guys. Josh is on his phone. And I'm where I belong. Hello and welcome back to the We Should Talk More podcast. My name is John and I am a crypt keeper. This is the podcast where two lifelong friends, three lifelong friends with not much in common, try to get a little bit closer. Hey, you slipped up today. I did. <laughs> Hi, my name is Josh Cornell, and I'm uh, seated next to John, who has a piece of chicken skin between his teeth. Do I? Yeah. Oh, man. Give me a moment to take it out. Hmm. I had some good chicken for dinner today. Did <laughs> you? I guess that makes sense that then. Change. Where is it? You don't see it. This camera's not letting me see it. Why don't you check you this be- camera? You mean between my tooth? Why don't you check with this one? I think I'll just take the loss and deal with it. No, I guess... Uh, I don't think the camera will pick it up at the very least. Mm. Well, at least I can see it. And that's all that matters. Um, hey guys, we're back. Back at it again. Uh talking about the before trilogy so exciting i'm very excited this has been so fun these movies are great watching movies is fun um but before we talk about that movie we're drinking something very special today wow you're you're making up for your loss in the beginning (laughs) you actually got it this time we're drinking uh jamaican coffee that's laced with thc is that right cheers and I'm drinking water because I need to pass a drug test. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I thought I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> You're drinking coffee with THC. No, it was a K-cup. K-cup doesn't, they don't uh, produce that. That's from Jamaica. K-cups in Jamaica, they do that? They make their own in Jamaica. Mm, and how did Jamaica on the plane? Jamaica me crazy. I, I wasn't there. It was it was brought to me. Isn't that something you can't bring onto a flight? No, they can't smell it because it's coffee. You think so? Mm-hmm. The coffee smell is too powerful for the dogs to pick up. They go, mm, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, but no, we're, we're drinking regular Jamaican coffee. Um, in my, in, in Joe Rogan's office. <laughs> no, we're, we're out of his office right now, but we do have our coffee hour. We do have the coffee hour, um, which is really more of like a coffee five minutes. So how was your week? My week has been pretty good. Uh, it is only Tuesday, so I can't... S- or I guess my week since I last saw you has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had, haven't seen you for the whole week. I had, dinner, I had dinner at my girlfriend's parents' house. How did that go? That was pretty fun. It was... Uh, it was very very interesting um it, it wasn't i was very nervous but it was actually just pretty pretty chill it was cool how did you like her parents parents were cool um they were very friendly uh did they like you i think that well she she told me that they that they really really liked me um i just thought that they liked me i didn't think that they were like blown away by me but i guess they were because i'm just so cute yeah no surprises That's what they there. said they said no he's so cute really yeah it's the glasses. <laughs> it's the glasses. I think I was wearing these glasses. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but but how how was your week? Um, my week was pretty chill. Yeah. Um, I thought I wasn't gonna do anything, and then I went out to a Latin night at NJIT on Friday night. Did you really? I did. <laughs> Latin night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, my fr- uh, 
I connected with a friend of mine back from college. You met him, uh, Brian Pino. Shout yeah, out, Brian. Shout out, Brian Pino. And he said, Latin Night's going on. His uh, his college organization was hosting. And so I went through. had a good time. <laughs> wow. Uh, didn't get home until late that night, but I got home. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday, I uh, there's something eventful that I can't remember anymore. But wh- whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean... It does feel like it's been a while since we last recorded, even though it was on uh, Tuesday. Well, I guess you know what's happening is um, now we're mostly only seeing each other when we record, so it's becoming very sparse. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <sighs> it's like that yeah. when life gets busy. Sunday, I spent quite a bit of time uh, looking at my retirement money. Did you have fun doing that? Yeah, I, I've been trying to plan out how to retire as soon as possible. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about uh, financial freedom and to be able to uh, get all your funds in place to retire as soon as you can and be able to live your life how you want to live. Oh, interesting. So maybe the life I want to live when I'm in my 50s is retired talking to a microphone. That's great. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I can't wait for this to talk more I don't episodes. Think, in the, in I don't 50s. think I'll be doing that when I'm 50. <laughs> um, but no, um, had a good time doing that. Spent, oh, cool. yeah. spent a good amount of time looking into that. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, yeah. the I also spent a lot of time trying to uh, get the Alzate Films website made. That's right. It is kind of set up now. I still have to, to do some work on it. I haven't had a, a lot of time, but I at least have a way for people to buy hats because that's what... I feel like that's the only thing that I've ever been asked is like, how can I buy a hat? So now you can buy a hat if you really want to buy a hat. Um, Speaking of which, I'm wearing a new hat, the new Alzate Films hat uh, with a new design, a new logo design. Um, might be might be updated in a bit, but this is the current uh, class of 2011 hat. Beautiful. So man. watch out for that 2022 uh, merch drop uh, this coming January. When is the line coming out? The line? Oh, in, 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 January? in January, yeah, in January. Oh, you're gonna hold off. Can't well, you, can't you do like a? I, I have a like some stuff. I have, I have some stuff coming. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe maybe I could do it in like December, so it could be like the holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people would want to get some Elsie films yeah. merch for their family. Yeah, so maybe I could really push it in in, in December. Um, I have some. Uh, I feel like I, I wish I had had more time or had done it earlier. I, I want to do like some Halloween stuff, but. Uh, it might it might get too close to October where like you wouldn't get it by by Halloween. Um, you can purchase a Haunting of NJ hat though if you want that for Halloween. Gotcha. I'm working on Haunting of NJ specific merch though, which would be cool. But anyways, um, should should we cut it there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're we, about ten been, minutes. We've in. been babbling too much. Yeah, um, man, it's exciting what you got yeah. going on, man. But uh, yeah, cool stuff going on in our lives. But you know what else is cool? Uh, our sponsor. Bespoke Post. You said this before. Bespoke Post will send you a box of awesome monthly. Use our code TALKMORE at BespokePost.com for your free box of awesome. Hmm. Bespoke Post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Bespoke uh, Post, they do send you cool, like, customizable, like, uh, boxes of awesome, of, like, cool little trinket goods stuff. Goods and guidance delivered um, in a monthly box of awesome. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> oh, this is real. A ton of podcast people I, I listen to are, are always sponsored by them, but uh, maybe one day they'll sponsor us. Uh, that would be cool. 
Hit cool us up. to get free shit. Hit us up. Anyways, as I as I mentioned earlier today, earlier this episode, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the before trilogy, um, and we're gonna do the second movie in the trilogy, which is called Before Sunset. So if you haven't watched our first episode uh, about Before Sunrise, I highly recommend uh, listening to that one. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessary to listen to it before this one unless you are trying to watch them in chronological order. But if you've already seen this movie, hey, man, you could sit down and relax. There's no bar to entry for our podcast. Of course not. Everyone's welcome. But for those, Except, but for those who didn't listen to the first one, John. You definitely should. Um, yeah. You definitely should. And there's going to be additional spoilers as part of the second yeah. one in the conversation we're having today. I think uh, I think what what'll make them cool too is like we were talking about earlier is like I haven't seen any of these. So uh these are movies that Josh has has exposed me to. So mm-hmm. you'll get to see my like my views of it change. Because in the first episode I kind of have expectations for what I think is gonna happen in, in this one. And now in this episode you'll you'll hear me say if met those expectations if, if it met yeah and, and also you haven't watched the third one yet yeah, so, so that's an exciting one to in conversation to. of this this is with no context as to what's to happen yeah um but do uh give like a quick breakdown of the first episode of the first episode so before sunrise wait did i get that right yeah before sunrise. you got it you got it <laughs> uh so that yeah we we did episode of the first movie that that movie basically just follows two strangers who meet on a train and decide to get off at the same time uh the movies are very plot light so it's basically just following like a day in in the life of these two people and you kind of see uh, a romance blossom mm-hmm. between them uh and it's a very interesting watch um i guess context leading into the one we're gonna talk about now is uh throughout the film they talk about uh because they are strangers like what will happen next and they decide not to exchange numbers they decide to meet in vienna which is where they are in that movie six months later and they'll just meet at the same train station they met at and they'll just like go on a date again. They'll have another day together. And they decide to do that to keep the excitement which they had on the first spontaneous date and also to avoid uh, losing any spark as a lot of relationships do over time. Because they, a thing that is brought up a lot is like over time, uh, we might get tired of each other, mm-hmm. might get bored, whatever. Yeah, that was great. Um and now we're picking up nine years later. Now we're picking up nine years later, which I guess for people who don't know uh, of the trilogy, each movie is nine years apart. So uh, that'll be the the path that we follow going into the next one. Am I doing the plot for this one? I think I am, right? No, I'll do the plot for this one. You just gave the plot for the last one. Okay. Come on. You got to give me some oh, no, uh, but I, voice I, time. I think that's what we what we said when we were planning these. That we were oh, gonna, did we? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because I, right. I, th- I, I think you read through the plot of the first one last time. Oh, then you were supposed to write it, bro. Yeah, but you wrote it before I did. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to warn me not to write it. <laughs> you had already written everything out. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and read uh, my plot. Well, yeah, I, I, I'll use yours as, as a guide. Um but I mean, this movie does. This movie does pick up uh, nine years later. Um, it opens up with our main character, or one of the main characters, Jesse, and he's he's uh, now a published author. Um, ironically, he had written his book uh, about the first movie, so I did really like that. Where like mm-hmm. the first minute of the movie summarizes the first movie just through the questions that people were asking about the book, uh, and then you get like flashbacks and stuff. Um, which I, I really love because like I, I think coming into it, I was really thinking how how are they going to like reference the first movie without like because this, this movie is very just like in life. So like how are they going to do it naturally? And, and they found a, a good way to do it. 
Uh, and you, but you do see like like random flashbacks to to the first movie um, through I th- I think Jesse's eyes like as people are asking questions he's kind of like remembering I think the first movie because he's like mm. recalling those events. Um, but he is in Paris, which is a hometown of Celine, and she's actually in the bookstore. Like you see him look over, and then they lock Chance eyes. Would have it. He's very flustered, uh, uh, but almost immediately you can tell he uh, he's trying to like go talk to her so he kind of like ends the whole book thing really quickly and uh he uh he heads over to her um but just like the other film there is like a ticking time that's kind of like they do have to end their night at a certain point which is he has to fly back to the u.s at 7 30 his flight or, or 7 30 is when they wanted to get him to the airport i think they said his flight was at 10 something like that so yeah, yeah. but he he <laughs> He's very adamant about like spending time with her where throughout the movie, uh, even with her trying to get him to go to the airport, he's continuously trying to uh, be like, oh, no, we can do this. Oh, like, I'd rather do this. Like, he just you could tell that he really wants to spend this time with her. Spend a little bit more time. Um, and I mean, just like the first movie, they have a lot of uh, deep, like philosophical conversations about like love and the future and relationships. Um, I think this movie is a little bit different because they do already know each other. So there's mm-hmm. like context that you find out that they didn't actually meet as they had planned um, because Celine's grandma sadly passed away uh, a few days before they were supposed to meet and was buried on the day that they were supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, the suspense, the yeah. suspense everyone was waiting for. Yes. Yeah. Not everyone waited nine years to hear what and they happened answer six months it. later. Yeah. And we finally get the answer. Poor Jesse was by himself said he went around trying to he putting up posters with his number and, and he, but he does he does lie to her and, and tries to make it seem like he wasn't there uh until until he realizes that she had like actually no well she she kind of figures it out because he he's still putting on this front and then she like mm-hmm. looks at him and she's like oh no like you you did go didn't you and he then he eventually he like reveals up, the yeah. truth but he he was and i guess you could tell like it's it's one of those things where you don't want to reveal how much you like care for somebody so like knowing that she didn't go he doesn't want to make her think that he went because then it's like he doesn't want to what a simp yeah exactly what he, a doesn't, simp. he doesn't want to come out as a simp he just he just traveled all the way to europe paid a whole flight ticket and the person he came to see wasn't there yeah so you just have to drive back um, <laughs> fly back <laughs> and that that was 9 years prior um so you do throughout the film learn sort of what happens, uh, what happened in their lives, like over the, that course of time. So you learn a bit more about how now Jesse is married with a with a son. Uh, I think we can talk a little bit more in detail about like his marriage and his life. But um, th- there are details about their lives that you discover, just like how Celine has a has a boyfriend that she's also not necessarily super happy with. Yep. Um, and. What what else do you think is important to mention? I mean, they they kind of do talk a lot about uh, what would have been between them. That's a big thing that that comes up throughout the movie, um, and it it just progresses to the point where Jesse is now very late for his flight, uh, and he's he he goes back to Celine's apartment. So like throughout the film, there he's just it's just like escalating how long they're gonna stay with each other to the point where he's now like in her apartment. Um, so something yeah, I wrote every, down. Every transition was like an excuse to spend more time yeah. together. Um, and and something I wrote down in in my notepad when I was watching the movie is like when they were going up the long stuff of stairs for her apartment. In my head, I'm like, in no way is this man going up these <laughs> up this like three flight like a, apartment building and is not gonna like stay the night and sleep with her because it's his like driver was still chill about it. Too. I know. 
yeah, you know, shout out to the driver. I feel bad that that driver was like just waiting on him a lot. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, the the movie ends with him in her apartment where uh, she's doing an impression of uh, uh, Nina Simone, uh, who, right. who who's a, a famous singer. Um, and then she says, uh, baby, you're going to miss your flight. Uh, and then he says, I know. And then the movie just ends. <laughs> what happened? That is the beauty of it. Um, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, so it does end in a very uh, ambiguous way, similar to the first film. Um, I think you kind of, uh, you can assume that he does like miss a flight like intentionally and they may have hooked up or may not. May have hooked up. Something might have happened between them. Um, he, he might never have moved out of Paris. He might never. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, actually, yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> we have no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, do, do you think there was anything else important? Like, I think you captured it. I yeah. think you captured it. Those are the plot points that yeah. I really want to hit on anyway. Yeah. So um, happy, happy that you're able to cover it all. So yeah, I, I guess now we can dive a bit more into, uh, well, actually, well, I guess before we do that, I do want to reiterate for people watching, yep. um, each of, each of these episodes, each of our film related episodes, we're, we're following sort of a similar structure. Mm-hmm. So after we do the summary, now we're going to just dive into, uh, like five different subtopics. So we're going to talk about our thoughts on the plot and share our favorite scenes, our thoughts on the themes brought up in the film our thoughts on the characters, our thoughts on the filmmaking, and then just share our, our final thoughts and uh, rating. Let's get into it. Yeah, so I feel like I've been talking a lot, so I'll let you share your thoughts <laughs> on the plot. <laughs> Appreciate it, John. <laughs> okay, so when we say thoughts on the plot, we're really looking at to like pull out some iconic scene moments that we appreciated. So the first one that I mentioned here, um, of course my screen went all the way to the top, um, was... Jesse's book idea, the, right, bu- right before he saw Celine, the they ask about, about like yeah, yeah they ask about what's his next big idea. <laughs> uh, it's always the question. John gets the question every day. <laughs> he he dreads it every time, um, and it was kind of meta. It was a very meta idea where it followed a lot of the same themes that you we saw in the movie, where it follows this idea of time, mm-hmm. um, and this fight against time, and so he proposed an idea of where he would have a book that takes that covers over the time of a k-pop song (laughs) yeah has to be a k-pop song (laughs) um but it's all about how he starts uh diving into this idea of how time each moment in time has another moment that ties into it Mm -hmm. um and it just folds in on itself is how he describes it where he gives this example where I believe he's looking at his daughter. Oh, yeah. Singing or dancing on the top of a table or something. And it puts him in this experience where he sees the person he was in love with X amount of years ago and seeing this person in their eyes uh, dancing on top of a car, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and so I think his point here was. Like each moment in time could have very related experiences in other moments in times. Yeah. And all those moments, each moment is another moment. Yeah. I, I, I forgot like he, there was a really nice quote that I think I wrote down in my notes for, for that exact part, but he says something about like, it's like the beauty of, of living in two moments at the same time. Like, like 
yeah, like it's like he, he, sa- he says simultaneously. Yeah, like it's uh, inside every moment is another moment happening in time. Yeah, yeah, I, that, that 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 was really beautiful. I really like that scene. Um, yeah. so and then he sees Celine, and then he sees Celine. Yeah, so he's describing that right, right as he sees her. Yeah, I mean, and and this is a conversation that they continue to have. Uh, not specific to the book, of course, or not specific to the same type of idea, but it's this conversation about how time continues to pass and they don't know if they're using it the best that they can yeah i i think time is definitely uh a big thing that is is referenced in in this movie and in last (laughs) yeah um so the 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 scene that i i picked out um it reminds me of the the one that i picked uh for the previous film It, it was one like a scene that i thought really reflected who the characters are so the one i picked now i think is interesting comparing it because you can see how different they are uh so in the first uh film jesse is very uh cynical mm-hmm. and celine is very like hopeless and like yep. hopeless romantic uh there's there's a scene early in the film as they're walking to a cafe where they're they're talking about the state of the world um and so and celine now having worked uh in in the world and having like a lot of like worldly experiences she views the world as just getting progressively worse um but jesse now is saying well i think like over time the world has actually gotten better and and he believes like the fact that there are people like celine that there are there are uh words in our vocabulary that are common now like about the environment about Mm -hmm. like the state of the world that these conversations are happening is is a good thing it's like a sign that the world is improving um but i thought this whole that whole interaction just like really like instant like showed where they are now where like now uh jesse seems to be very hopeful for the world thinking that things are improving but celine has now flipped and is now very like hardened i didn't think about i didn't think about it in that way but that's that's true um and there there is a there is a thing that they mention. Um, oh, well, well, she she mentions a lot about how uh, I think in the first film, you can see that she had a very idealistic view of how to change the world. Like she, she wanted to do big things. But now in this film, you can see that she's come to realize that uh, the the real like way to make a difference is like changing the things that can be changed. I, I think she says something along those lines. So, like she talks about uh a school in Mexico where their their biggest problem was they couldn't get pencils to to the elementary school. So changing an, an issue like that is something tangible that you can do. But like larger, like conceptual problems are, are the things that people like sit around and just talk about. But she didn't want to sit around and talk anymore. She wanted to like go out there and actually like do something. So you can see that she kind of like, I guess, viewing her like her original idea of wanting to change the world kind of changed, like as she actually like experiences the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find, I, I like that scene cause it really shows how like they both have kind of. Now is changed. that picking up directly after they have that like short disagreement on how they, uh, how Selena is describing the world as only progressively getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. That, that, that is like a disagreement. That, and that's like pretty early in the film too. So <laughs> I, I also found that funny. Cause like, it's like so early you see that there's such a staunch like difference in their mm. perspectives. That's, that's true. But 
I mean, and Jesse Jesse speaks to it in a way that isn't very contentious. He yeah, speaks to it in yeah. a way that is a little more apolitical. Yeah, um, and is able. Well, to you, and you could see how, how how like passionate that, that she got about it. I he think did. he he she didn't did. he didn't really expect like her to get so like because she starts like like uh, listing off a ton of things that are wrong with the world. And I think he's she like, does get very passionate yeah, about yeah. a lot of things. Um, so I think at least that hasn't changed with her because mm. she she has always been like that. Um, That's yeah, true I, too. I, I found That's that scene too. so so funny. I guess. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, and I, and I like that fresh perspective. Uh, now, speaking of which, about disagreements, the scene that I pointed out here was their disagreement in the van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This this was the first big disagreement, and, like, you, you feel, like, the pain in this, uh, in this yeah. scene, or the discomfort, I feel like, because uh, what happens here is Selene is describing that she uh, doesn't believe in love. She says how every one of her exes has gotten married. Yeah. Um, but including Jesse, kind in, of, if in, you count him as an ex. Yeah. Uh, John has mentioned in the plot summary, uh, Jesse is now married and he has a boy. Um, he's not quite happy in that marriage, but he is married. And while no one has ever asked, uh, well, her point here is that she, no one ever asked her to get married. Yeah. Everyone has loved her. And described how they've helped her so much in knowing what love is. I, I find it funny too in that because she's like she she's like, and if they had asked me, I wouldn't want to marry exactly. Them. But <laughs> if, like just just if they would have asked, like she she would just she wants to be she wanted. Just wa- she yeah. just wants that, uh, and so she goes off. She goes off yeah. to a level where as soon as Jesse does say like a word, it triggers her so much. She asks the driver, "Can you pull yeah. over? I want to leave." Yeah. Um. Fortunately, Jesse was able to calm her down enough that they were able to settle and uh, for her to be able to uh, open up to listen to him a bit. Um, and so Jesse, at this point, once the uh, steam settles a bit, Jesse brings up how, well, he's now in an unhappy marriage mm-hmm. uh, and things aren't as beautiful and lovely as like it might look like. And the same might be true. He doesn't say this, but the same might be true across the marriages that uh, she's describing with mm-hmm. all of her exes. So, I mean, I feel like it reveals a lot of like sensitive points um, that can uh, evolve into a big disagreement between the two. Um, and it's uh, unsettling, I guess, a little bit. Um, maybe it, it reveals a lot about the characters, but... And it's supposed to come across as very authentic as a, as a way for the director to portray these characters mm-hmm. as they're real people. But I do feel like in this scene, personally, I don't I don't like it too much because I I think they paint the uh, stereotypes that you'd expect. Yeah. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. You'd expect that the woman would uh, have a huge outburst as very emotional and the man to be a little bit more rational uh, in his thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like being able to portray the film in that way was too intentional. Um, the the thing I, I did like about that scene um, was, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, well, I guess like, 
throughout the film, I think it's interesting where Jesse seems to be very honest about his, his unhappiness. Yeah. Um, where like, <laughs> there's like a one-off line, like when they first meet where he's just like, Oh, every, ever since I met you, my, my life has gone downhill. And he's like saying it as a joke, but like, as you learn more about him, like he, he was being kind of honest. Yeah. Um, and Celine at the start of, through most of the film, she's very kept together and it seems like everything's going well for her. Like she, she's doing what she loves. She's passionate about her job. Like, uh, she, she's in a relationship, like she doesn't talk about the relationship a lot mm -hmm. at the start, but, um, her life from the surface seems a little bit better than Jesse's, but it's like, then in this moment in the car, everything kind of unravels where you, you learn the truth where, uh, I think she says something in the car about how uh, sh she's acted so bitter or like closed off in her relationships. Um, but it, it's not because she doesn't believe in love. I think it's now it's just because she, sh she's bitter, like because of all these people that she's been with who she's become so numb to it. Yeah. Like she can't experience love is what she describes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I did find that interesting, but yeah, I, I will agree. I think um, it, it I, I think also just how, how quickly that all like uh, unravels just, I don't know. It It's, it's it, it is kind of an unsettling scene. It was very yeah. unsettling. Um, <laughs> um, that was my last scene. Yeah. I think you have a few more. So I do have we a few. Just run through uh, them. Yeah, I and I didn't I didn't write a lot for them at least. Um, so one thing I wrote, I I really liked the whole idea of Jesse thinking that he saw her on his wedding day, um, and he mentions this. He mentions it once, like when they're on the boat, that he thinks that uh, like he's like, oh, I couldn't like I thought had I'd seen you on the street as I was driving to to the church on my wedding day. And then later on in their conversation, she reveals like, well, he, she reveals she was living in New York and that, uh, he's like, Oh, I, I could have seen you. Like I, I could have like, uh, we could have crossed paths. And it turns out that she lived on like 11th and broad street. And he saw her on a deli at like 13th and, and broad street. Like he thought he saw her on 13th and, and Broadway, a uh, 13th and Broadway. Um, so it's not confirmed that he actually did see her, but I just find that whole scene interesting where it's like he could have actually, it could have actually ha had been her. What did those times overlapped when he got married and when she was in the city? Yeah. Cause he, he said that he was living in the city ever since like, uh, 98 and, mm -hmm. and she moved to the city in like 99 and she lived there for like a couple years. But and when did he get married? Well, I guess he got married. It, it, like sh sh she was in the city when he got married at okay. least. Yeah. Uh, cause he, he had been living there at, at, ever since. So he lived there the whole time that she, she had lived there. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was just so funny and I guess almost tragic, um, for him to mention that. I mean, also just the fact that he was thinking about her on, on his wedding day before New York city, he was living in Texas is what he said. Yeah. That, that, and I think that's what he had said in the, in the first. So Celine yeah. would have no expectations. That yeah. She might run into him. Yeah. In she would have, yeah, she, she wouldn't have, I, mean, I think she says she was like saying it was always a possibility now that she was in New York city to be able to run into him. But like, it was low expectation. Yeah. Cause it's just how like big, big, big the, the city is. Like, what, what, what are the chances? Um, and yeah, I, I think the, Oh, Oh, the, the, the last thing, um, they, they have a conversation where Celine asks, like, uh, so if, if the world was ending, if we were both to, to die tonight, like what, what would you say to me? What would we talk about? Yep. Um, and I just, I like that scene a lot cause it reminded me a lot of like the telephone scene where they do this like hypothetical situation to really get down to talking about what's important. But Jesse just like grabs her and brings her to the bench and like says that like, Oh, if the world was ending, I, I would want to like, uh, be, be in a hotel room, like having deep conversations in between having sex, um, which he like didn't truly mean. But, um, that scene also, uh, 
she she's kind of like not into it like he pulls her away and she she's just kind of shy to it but there's like a moment where uh they're on the bench together and he like extends to put his arm around her and you can kind of see her like move move away and like you can tell that there is like sort of a a hesitance to her to like fully Mm -hmm. like like i think jesse's like instantly right back into it when they meet but celine is like a little yeah i mean i think that conversation was the first time no it's not the first time the first time they talked about sex was talking about how they hooked up that night yeah. and then uh Celine's saying oh she didn't remember that mm-hmm. which she later reveals in the that, she did. that she did and yeah. that it's just a girl's thing that we don't we would say something like that yeah um but that that's the big thing throughout this film and this was uh the uh, point that i like pointed out in like one of the themes is jesse insists on talking about sex yeah. so much he returns to the conversation yeah. time and time again this whole motive I don't know. From my perspective, his whole motive <laughs> in this film is to spend a little bit more time together to have sex with her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's one, I guess, cynical point of view of this uh, film, but the conversation is a recurring conversation. And I think that was the first time he broke the conversation of having sex again. Yeah. Um, I, and I think like also like for Jesse, um, his his relationship now is such like a passionless relationship and then like seeing somebody like celine where they all their relationship was mostly just filled with passion like it just like like she represented that thing that he he was missing in in that moment i guess too but uh yeah he 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 is kind of very like you could tell like Mm -hmm. what what he wants (laughs) that is true um and i also wanted to mention in that scene that that scene took place before they ever talked about their relationships yet. Yeah. I found she, that so interesting that it wasn't mentioned at all until like ha- like a little more than halfway into the film. I don't it, think it was. I thought it was shortly thereafter. No, the like I, I checked the time when when she had mentioned uh like that he was married, that she read it. It was like halfway through the movie. And I was like, I can't believe that this was like kept away so so much in, into the movie, but it also I kind of like the way it was set up like that because like that kind of stuff doesn't come up like it, it, I guess in a it doesn't come up naturally and like it doesn't come up naturally because it sounds a little weird to just say oh yeah now I'm married or oh yeah, yeah now I yeah. have a boyfriend because it would be like the whole like uh uh of like a movie trying to do a lot of e- exposition but like mm-hmm. since this movie is trying to be super realistic like in a natural conversation like you wouldn't be like and then i did this and like this is where i am <laughs> like you wouldn't like say every detail immediately and it's funny the way that it comes up too is with celine just saying oh yeah i read in an article that you're yeah i'm married now and yeah. have a child yeah um I, see but that's where i thought i thought it was like um a scene just following after the one you were describing where they're going down the stairs that she mentions that what scene was it that well the, yeah the, this is like after the this is a little bit after the uh him like pulling her on, on the bench like as they're as they're walking away from there but I mean, that's already like halfway through the film it was yeah the the film actually isn't like as as long as i had thought it would be because i think it's only like 80 minutes yeah so that's true it goes I, by I, pretty quick I, I guess like a bulk of the film was in that cafe in the beginning. yeah that, 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 that was a big part of it um but yeah i think um we kind of touched on a lot of the the scenes that we liked. We can kind of dive a, a bit more into the themes, the the many themes that come up in the in the movie. Um, I I had optimism, but I did kind of talk about that where you can both see their perspectives on like the the state of the world. Um, so the one I do kind of want to talk about is like the idea of of desire. Um, this this comes up 
in the movie where uh they they talk about their their jobs a lot and at least in the start of the movie mm-hmm. um and, and a big thing for Jesse is that he uh he he doesn't feel satisfied and he doesn't feel like he ever will be satisfied so he he questions this idea of of desire like desiring things like he thinks it it's just a a thing that will persist like forever like you you'll never be satisfied you'll always have desires to do something um but he, and he views it in a bad way but i i liked how Celine had a view on it that uh she says something that it's like it's like it's beautiful in a way because um the fact that you want something like whether it's like wanting something to eat or wanting someone to love uh it's like a beautiful like thing that that humans experience mm-hmm. um so yeah that that was like a uh, a nice like thing different that I thought yeah or perspective to it uh and yeah and that that brings back back up the thought that i forgot to mention uh when he was describing his idea for the book with the k-pop song the the father is a like depressed dreamer is how he described him someone who has all these hopes and dreams uh but has never taken any action on yeah it. Uh, and he's just going by his day-to-day life with his family and then this is where he's reliving some experiences yeah and i i definitely think that's like a, a big thing uh for for jesse and it's a, it's a big thing that's brought up a lot in, in the movie of like whether or not you're like doing what you want to do and if you're you're able to do what you want to do with like the con- constraints of time <laughs> yep um one one big point there, there's two big themes i guess uh for me i wrote i wrote sex but we already talked about sex yeah um so we don't have to get into that too much more um another one is the unhappy marriage they bring up how his unhappy, how he has an unhappy marriage, and this ties into um, being a dreamer and not doing much with your time. Where I think he finds himself in a relationship or in a marriage that he just does like as part of getting married, um, and he finds that he's not able to have the same spark or connection or love that he might expect from a marriage, and just let's it continue to live on while he reflects on how things could be better. Um, but it's not sure about how to go about changing that. And so he continues to live in that marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of just like persists in that state of, of unhappiness. I wish, I wish we could get some screen time of his actual home life. Yeah. Cause um, every time we see them, they're in Europe. That's true. <laughs> I do think that's a thing that, uh, I guess it's a good and bad part of, of the movie. Like they, they leave so much out, but it's also like, it's so much more for you to want to discover. But I guess mm-hmm. like there, there are a lot of things that are like left unanswered and like, maybe we will never see, see it. I'm not sure. I don't know what happens in the next movie, but um, the, the one thing that uh, we kind of touched on time a lot. Um, and this like, this ties into a lot of the stuff that they, like discuss but um the one thing that i found interesting that they talk about is uh they talk a lot about how like time has like affects people um where like there there's a point where jesse i mean celine talks about like the death of her her grandmother and she mentions like she looked nothing like the memory that she had of her like her, her grandma now lives in the memory that she had of her but the version that she saw being buried like wasn't what she remembered um and uh, in, in their conversation, they uh, they talk about growing old and uh, they both, again, have like two very different perspectives on like time and, and growing old where Celine is now very afraid of growing old because she she wants to achieve so much in her life. 
where she is afraid of, uh, she's afraid that she won't be able to do everything she wants to do uh, as she as she grows old. She says that she always thinks about how much she has to do, but doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, which I is like super relatable. <laughs> yep. Um, but I did like Jesse's perspective on it though, because Jesse then talks about how he he loves the idea of growing old because he's like, as you grow older, your problems become bigger. But like the trauma and like the things that you go through uh, growing up, it, it makes you well equipped for those things. So like the issues that were like issues when you were younger are not issues, but now you have like bigger issues, but it's like just the more you age, mm-hmm. like the wiser you become and you, you obviously adapt to like the harder yeah, things. Just, but, as co- just as soon as you get comfortable doing what you're doing, something more challenging comes. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I like that, that I like his, his perspective a, a, a lot on it. Um, cause I think I'm, I'm more in line with like thinking like Celine, but it is interesting seeing his like slightly optimistic view on it. Mm, yeah. He's the optimist in this. Film, <laughs> I know, which it? is very strange. Um, did you have a, uh, another one? Yeah. I mean, I didn't write this one down, but I think, uh, another huge theme here is, uh, struggle with love. Mm-hmm. With like with, so, Celine, with what yeah. it is? No, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a struggle for all of us. <laughs> uh, but Celine talks a lot, speaks to uh, the point a lot where she struggles with feeling love, mm-hmm. um, and I think the conversation does carry on at different points in the film about love, where it builds up to that uh, fight scene in the van, um, and then you also just see that um, they, through the past nine years their whole goal has been to respark the love that they experienced that one night. Mm-hmm. It's like reliving a cocaine rush. <laughs> you can only get the rush of uh, snorting cocaine the first time and you can't ever experience the same thing. <laughs> I'm not speaking from first experience, <laughs> by the way. I'm just describing uh, what I learned in drug class. Drug ed. <laughs> drug ed. Uh, and so... That that's looks like what they're always running after. Yeah, it's every time when they're looking to get into a relationship, they're always comparing it to that one night that they had together. Yeah, in Vienna. Yeah, and so and that has created this difficulty for both of them to experience love the same. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to. Yeah, that's. I feel like it's such a. It's such a like complicated thing that they bring up there because like their, their experience um, it's so it's like one of those things where it's like a relationship solely built on like passion. So like, like they're trying to capture again what they had, but what they had wasn't realistic. Like what they had wasn't a, a true relationship. It was like a, a brief, like spontaneous moment with, with somebody. So like, it's, it's just interesting. I guess like the, the movie spends a lot of time trying to, uh, it, it like emphasizes them like missing each other. And then they, they obviously show how, how like, let's say Jesse through his book and Celine through like the journal that she had, like they, they remember that night so fondly, but like, is that night even something that that could be like recaptured or like, is it something that you should be looking for? Like realistically? Um, I, I, I feel like I, I, I mentioned that more like in my, my final thoughts, but it's like interesting to think if that's even like a, a realistic thing to, to expect. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Um, th- and they say that too in the first film where um, they don't want to continue to stay connected because they know they're going to e- yeah. lose the specialty of the yeah. moment. But 
the specialty of the moment continues to live with them not connected with each other. Yeah. Um, and they always go back to that night. Um, the, uh, the thing that I liked a lot, like they, a lot, a lot of times in the movie, they talk about like what could have been. And they, they mention a lot, uh, like what would have happened if we actually had, had met that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and something interesting now is like, I feel like in the first film, wasn't it? I feel like Jesse was more stronger, like more pushing the idea that like they would get tired of each other. Um, cause I think it was Celine that wanted to, or at least at first wanted to like, keep like have them continue in, in, in some way. Um, or at least was more, more hopeful of the idea of like relationships, not, not degrading as mm-hmm. like Jesse ha- ha- was saying it was, but now like it kind of flipped in this movie where um, Jesse is, Jesse talks a lot about like, Oh, like I wish I had, I, I wish you had gone despite like her grandma dying. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, w- I still, I wish you were there. Or, like, I wish I had seen you in New York. Like he, he keeps mentioning like what could have been thinking that they would have been happy. But Celine is a little more cynical a- again uh, on that point. Like she, she now says uh, like we would have just gotten tired of each other, but it seems like Jesse doesn't really believe that or at least like he might not be thinking realistically, but <laughs> I mean, you, you bring up all these points that I didn't even think about. Yeah. And this is like my third time watching the film. I don't, I've <laughs> never thought about how like their uh, perspectives have changed so much between this and the last. Yeah, that th- I feel like I was maybe looking for that more too because I I was so curious. I think I might have mentioned it in the, in the last episode, but I was just so curious how their perspectives on like love and relationship would change because like o- over time those things do change. But it's, it's so interesting how like a, a lot of things have kind of like flipped for them yeah their mindset yeah and you bring up that great point so yeah uh what's the what's the next point that you bring up uh as a theme of this film um let me see i feel like we touched on a lot of them uh i mentioned the past desire i just had sex um the only thing that that we didn't mention that i wrote down for sex that i i kind of liked that that they mentioned is how uh a sex becomes more meaningless over time. Like they, they, there's a line where they talk about that. And like, uh, Celine make, says like, Oh, you probably have had so many lovers. Like, of course it, it doesn't like, it's not as, as meaningful. Um, but they, they say this, that they're like sex, like over, as you, as you get more lovers, like the meaning behind sex isn't as meaningful as it once was, which they say, but that one night that they had together, is still so strongly and so like important mm-hmm. to them. So it's like, it's almost contradicting. Cause it's like sex had become meaningless, but them having sex that night, like the, the intimacy they shared has still remained like super important to them. So was well, it that the more you have sex, it becomes meaningless with the same person is what they mean? Well, I, 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 I thought, I thought when she had said it, it just meant like the, the, the importance of sex in it of itself, like the, the, the value like, my whole the value you, you, mm-hmm. you put on it because like once you i mean i guess when you do it a couple times like you, you it becomes less and less like of a special thing it's just you know that's true the more people you have sex yeah. with it's not uh you're not holding too much value to the yeah ver- like anymore. being like uh uh someone who like just recently lost their virginity mm-hmm. or someone who's like genghis khan <laughs> <laughs> or like genghis khan exactly <laughs> that's what i was thinking too yeah <laughs> um no I, I think i think the differentiator here is the idea that they did it with so much mystery between the two where they didn't know each other the day before and they never saw each other again. And that's just like any one night stand you can uh, imagine where perhaps that's like there. It's like a one night stand with somebody across the world. Yeah. Um, and if they're not making a trip across the world all the time like that and they haven't experienced that 
anywhere else where they actually did spend a decent amount of time together 24 hours together pretty much dedicated to one another yeah it wasn't just sex like yeah it, so i feel it, like it, it, it like differentiates it from like a one night stand because more of just like uh yeah because you can always think about someone going to a club picking up somebody in yeah. <laughs> uh, moscow and bringing them back and hooking up that night and then going back to america the next like day you have like a, a beautiful date with somebody who's like a complete stranger and never see them again mm-hmm. now the thought that uh jesse's having sex all the time it doesn't strike me as true though well yeah because he also like <laughs> offhandedly says like oh i i haven't had sex in like the last 10 years or, or something like that or like he had, i think he said i had sex like uh i, I can count the amount of times i had sex on, on my hand in the last mm-hmm. 10 years because like implying like he barely has sex with his wife yeah um but yeah yeah it's been a very sad yeah. uh marriage for him yeah <laughs> The sex life he's been having. I guess it is interesting too how like I guess uh from the previous film you would expect maybe Jesse to become like like he, he would have multiple lovers, but like instead he is the one that ended up in a relationship where Celine has now uh ended up like in multiple relationships. I mean not necessarily by choice, but like she has had multiple relationships, probably more than, than Jesse has. Well, I mean, looking at Jesse as a romantic person or Someone to attract women. He is very awkward still. I guess so. He is still a very awkward he's guy. Very, he's very romantic. He's, he was very romantic with uh, Celine when they first met. In a way. But that's because, <laughs> like, that's because that's what Celine was attracted to. I guess. And I don't think you get women all that attracted to that all that often without having the buildup of, like, actually making that connection first. Um, with somebody, with breaking through the initial impressions, I think it is fine. I feel like there's a lot of awkwardness and tension. Remember, he was the one who didn't make the first move. It was Celine who makes <laughs> the first move in the in the film. They have that awkward scene in the listening room, like looking awkwardly into like uh, one looks into the other person's eye and they look away and then she looks back. Things like that. Um, the whole. Yeah, movie I mean, I, I'm just I'm just talking about like the expectation that Jesse, like, I guess from the first film where he was very like cynical about love, like you wouldn't expect him to end up in a in a relationship like a marriage it's like that, that. That's like what I meant, like not as his personality, but like it, it is interesting seeing like they both ended up in places that they you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be. No, I just mean that <laughs> like as a person, well, well, Je- well, when we're talking about uh, Jesse uh, bagging a lot of women. <laughs> I don't know if he would bag a lot of women. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably nobody like uh, Celine. <laughs> nobody likes Celine. Well, like in in that similar kind of situation where it's like a complete stranger, like that he's I, just like approaching. I also have the question the opposite way around too, though, uh, about how many. Well, why is Jesse attracted to Celine? Hmm. We we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Let's let's continue through some points. Um. But yeah, that, that's all I had for like themes. So next we are talking about the characters now. And so I think you touched oh, a for, lot. Yeah, I forgot that we didn't even. Yeah, I, I think you talked a lot about yeah. what you're thinking about the characters. I, I do think you have a lot more points here than I do. Um, but some of your major points, I'm sure, covers part of like this uh, swap in mindsets. Yeah. But all I mentioned here is now Jesse's kind of like writing his uh, life in books. Yeah, he, he he did that with this first one, and then the second new idea that he's bringing up is also just another reflection of his uh life. Mm. Um, and then, oh, this is where I actually write down uh what I mentioned before, where he 
is looking to relive past experiences. Um, reliving, trying to have that same, uh, Re- recapture that moment, recapture in the same moments. And then he's very fixated on sex. <laughs> yeah. This is my description of <laughs> Jesse, of Jesse in this film. What's your description of Salim? Uh, she can't experience love and is not doing much with her time. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, I'll just read like two, two quotes I had for them. Uh, cause I do, yeah, I do feel like a lot of stuff was, was covered. Uh, for Jesse, the the thing that I found really interesting about him, also tying back to the previous film, is like there, there's a line that he says that um, he had an idea of his best self and pursued that even if it meant overriding his true self. Um, and then he says that he never spent that much time caring about the who of it all. So like they're they're talking about um, this is when they're talking about a bit about about his marriage and like he, he's like saying like he never put too much thought into like a person like completing you in, in that kind of way. Mm. Um, he didn't believe that someone could complete you in that way. So he never concerned himself so much with that, but now he's in a marriage where like, he's not happy. And like, now it's like a problem for him, even though he, he it's, it's a problem that he caused because he never spent so much time thinking about that. Um, and it, it reminded me of uh, in the, in the first movie, Jesse, uh, the, a big thing for him is when he says like, he doesn't care much for, finding love he just wants to be uh he wants to excel at something so like it ties in now to where like he is a a best-selling author but he's like unhappy so like he 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 is excelling at at something in in a way and it's what he always wanted but it's not actually like filling that that hole that he was looking for so it's like that whole idea of like uh spending his whole life like like prioritizing let's say his career like thinking that's the most important thing then he got it and it's not actually like making him happy um that's satisfying yeah. enough uh and I, I just i i find that so i guess relatable and it's almost like sad too because like he he spent all his time thinking that that is what he wanted but like he says like he he was doing to the point where it was like overriding like what his true self really needed and i, and I think that happens that happens a lot yeah where it's this idea where you have this goal in mind once you get that goal, it's exactly the opposite of what you really wanted. Yeah. And you only realize it 10, 15 years down the line. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I'm so young. I might <laughs> be going down the wrong path. And so correct me if I, if you think I'm, uh, I should be doing something different, guys. But yeah, no, I guess we like, we won't know if it's like, you know, like 10 years from now, we can look back at this and be like, whatever I wanted at this time wasn't actually what I wanted. Like I wanted something else. Yeah. What's what do you want in a relationship? Just want to be kissed. Just want to be kissed. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all I need. I'm scared of love. Bro. I'm scared of love. No, yeah, for sure. Me too, dude. But, um, I'm open to being loved or heartbroken. Let's see it happen. Let's see it happen. One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. There's only two paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for Celine, um. I, I wrote I wrote down quotes for them. I think I did it last time. The the thing that I found interesting that she says is like she's only happy when she's alone. And then she she talks about how uh she'd rather be happy being alone than be with somebody and feel alone. Uh like and I guess like it's you can tell like she's kind of talking about her her relationship. So I, I just find it interesting because like you you I guess you can't really tell if like how she feels is like genuine. Like if, if she is the type of person who truly wants to be alone or if she has just like we said like 
they, these two people ha- couldn't recapture like what they once had. So like if these relationships she's having isn't like matching that, then it's just feeling like it's, I don't know. Like she, she, I mean, she doesn't want to spend yeah. that time. Together. And she, and she's like very, and this is like stuff that she says in the car when she starts like uh, getting very like uh, emotional, but like it's, it's very interesting. Like a lot of the stuff she says here because uh, it's like she, there's people that she she's upset that they don't want her but she doesn't want to be with them so like she 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 like it's just the fact that they they don't want her in in that way is 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 what upsets her so it's not even about the person it's just she she wants to be asked to to be married she wants to be like the one that they want but like Mm -hmm. like they're finding happiness with other people so it's like she's left thinking like what about me (laughs) Mm -hmm. she wants to be desired yeah it's a human natural. It's a natural human trait. Yeah, and she's definitely struggled with that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that I feel like uh, we, we I touched on like almost everything that I had written down here. So that's beautiful. Um, well, I guess let's talk uh briefly about the filmmaking. Um, when it comes to the filmmaking, I didn't write too much here. Um, other than it was very similar to the last one, I think that's a major point that you uh noted too. Yeah. Um. This one is a lot more rushed, and we see that the like camera's always moving. Mm-hmm. They're always in motion because they're always in motion to well, one they have he has to catch his flight at seven thirty, right? At least arrive at the airport around seven thirty, and so they're looking to go about doing as much as possible. The only time that was a uh, sit down was like the first thirty minutes of the film between like where we're seeing him talk to the uh his fans for uh for his book tour and then sitting down at the cafe but yeah. after that it's all motion yeah and i think you can even tell like at the cafe like he says uh he kind of stops her in like the middle of conversations like oh like, can we can we go out and like like do stuff because you could mm-hmm. tell like he doesn't want to spend all that time just like sitting down and talking that kind of speaks for the rest of the film like it's not spent like stuck in in one place for all that long it's like they're hopping around that to a lot true. of places and then to wrap up my point here is it continues in motion up until the very end of the film where everything about the cinematography is just winding down. They're winding down with the music. There's, they have climbed the stairs. They're in the apartment. <laughs> He's relaxed, chilling on the couch, ready to get down in bed. Yeah, uh, and no more rush to catch the flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. It, it did seem like pretty much exactly like the first film. The the only stuff I was like, I was trying to pay attention mostly to see if it looked like, uh, it looked like a movie that came out like nine years after. Like if the if it looked like better or if like they did anything different. But mm. for the most part, it it doesn't really seem all that different from the first movie. Like with the way the I guess whatever camera they used. Which kind of I thought about it. I'm like, that's almost kind of genius because also like these movies, uh, despite the time that separates them, um, these are the same people. So like keeping it in a similar style and keeping like whatever camera or equipment they use like keeps you in that world. So it feels familiar. Like it would be weird if like the movie looked like really crazy or like it was a completely different like shooting style because then it, it wouldn't feel like these are the. I mean, they are the same people, but it wouldn't mm. feel like the same world. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you that it, I think them moving so much also helped like emphasize, uh, just how like the time was such an immediate thing where mm. like he did have to catch this flight. 
I think that whole element of the flight felt a little more like stronger in this film than like the idea of her having to catch uh, the the train. Mm. Well, they, they both he also had to catch a flight in in, in the first movie. But, um, I mean, they had like a whole night together. Yeah, so it's like 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 this one. They had a lot less time, and they really like made it feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it definitely felt like it was like very similar to the way it was shot. Just very like natural. Like you were just like watching them. I, I, I love that. There, there's like so many scenes where it's like they're talking and then they'll be like super far away and the camera just like stops and it, you'll just walk, like watch them like go upstairs or like, you'll see like stuff. It's just like very like we're watching them. <laughs> it feels like you're just like actually standing there watching them. Yeah. I mean, you see them walking down a path and like the cameraman is literally just walking behind. Yeah. Like yeah. walking backwards or however they're handling it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, should we talk about our final thoughts? I think we're pretty much wrapped uh, up. It's time to wind down. What would you rate it? Seven out of ten. I rated it an eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love the first movie. And I and I love and appreciate this one as well because it shows a lot of authenticity. Um, We start seeing some new colors of the characters. Uh, John brings to light some colors I wasn't really thinking about where their mindsets have transformed in uh, the past nine years. So I, I think that's also beautiful to reflect on when we're thinking about how uh, like what went into this film and what really went into like the dialogue that um, created it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot with this uh, pressure of time again. Now I feel like we experience the pressure of time a lot more but also that pressure i feel like we're we're focusing too much on that to an extent because we already focused a lot on it with the first film Mm -hmm. so that makes me devalue the film a little bit more um and then also back to the idea of two character traits that i wasn't uh particularly a fan of of the two characters although i think it was intentional to make it reflect uh what you'd expect out of these two characters, one is like uh, from that um, that van scene where Celine has that emotional outbursts, and then the character trait of Jesse being so fixated on sex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throughout the whole film. So while while he's still very grounded and he's uh, still very happy to uh, hold these deep conversations and he's able to handle that conversation really well when she does have that emotional outburst um, in terms of sharing some of his own personal struggles. Um, and we, we see the true people behind their skins. Um, I do think that it was, um, it, it was a little forced, I think. And because it was a little forced, I, I, didn't like it as much as the first film yeah i i also agree that like i i definitely didn't like this as much as the first movie i think um one of the big things that i was thinking a lot about is how um this this movie uh i think especially coming after the last movie the the main thing now that we know that they didn't meet in in vienna like the Mm -hmm. main thing as a viewer that that you're trying to find out is like well, will they end up together now? Um, yeah. And they kind of answer that at the end. But I think like that that's like the the question in a lot of these movies, like will these people en- end up together? But I think 
in this movie, especially a, a thing that I wish that they acknowledge more maybe is like, sh- like, should they like, I feel like so much in the movie you learn like not only, uh, how different they view things, but just like in terms of like what they want out of, out of relationships, like we, we never really know. uh, Like personally, I, I feel like they would definitely have a lot of struggles as, as, as a couple. I think Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, especially now with like their lives being so different, like Jesse being married, having a kid, like all of those elements uh, also add a little bit of like, this doesn't seem too real. Like, like would this actually happen? Maybe like, like I think anyone like meeting like a past lover like that, like feelings like that could resurface, even if it's nine years, I don't know. Um, But I I just feel like I wish the movie was a little more like, uh, like acknowledge the fact that like, like despite them really having this like passion for each other, that maybe they shouldn't be together because I, I do feel like, there's a lot of issues that 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 might come up and I'm I'm looking forward to the next movie maybe to, to to learn more about that or if they do have issues maybe they don't yeah i mean and and, and that's a that's a nice play on the film where they're not trying to remove the truth or realities of a relationship yeah they really draw to light i guess how you'd experience love on like that first night if you were to have a moment like that with somebody or share a moment like that with somebody in that effort to create a connection, because the whole film was all about creating that connection in the short time that they had. And here it's also looking to, I think here is more about creating that spark again between their connection yeah. and their struggles and understanding their struggles since that last spark. Yeah. Um, and now we're thinking, where will they be next (laughs) yeah what's happening after this the the thing that um you kind of got me thinking about too with like uh the whole mention of like jesse like just wanting sex um i i was thinking a lot too like um i i guess i wonder how much uh and i know these aren't real people but i i wonder how much like he actually felt towards her Mm -hmm. um only because like you you learn so much about how his life is like not, not not that great like he's not happy in so many situations so it's like if if you're in that moment of of being so like depressed and and unsatisfied in in your life um Celine like represents like a past version of himself and like a past where it was very like a passionate like interaction so like i wonder like how how he if he truly did like currently have like all these feelings for her like how he mentions that he like dreams of, of her and stuff um only because like i don't know if that's true because it, you you think too that maybe uh he's just so unhappy that he he just views her as a way out like or he views her as like a way to escape like all these issues in, in his life but uh he may not truly feel like you know oh that i love her or whatever like he may not truly feel like anything genuine towards her yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a very cynical perspective uh, or cynical take on the film yeah. where all this that we're seeing as the colors of Jesse might just have a ulterior motive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it could very well be true given the context of what we heard about his life since the last film. Mm. He's now unhappily married. A lot of unhappy <laughs> married men are looking for an outlet, are yeah. looking for some pleasure. He he's said himself, 
he can count on the on his hands how many times he's <laughs> had sex yeah. in the past ten years or five years or however many. Yeah. So that just goes to show. Well, maybe he's just looking for a way to have sex now. Yeah. And I feel like it could definitely be that because it's like anyone in his position, someone like meeting someone like Celine that you had shared such a spontaneous, like intimate interaction with, you would be like, oh, this could very easily happen again. Like, like interacting with this person now. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> My question. Um, I had two questions coming out of this film. Well, I guess one is a question I had for both films, but I'll touch on that one second. Uh, and I asked this one already earlier. We didn't dive into it. What do you think makes Jesse so attracted to Celine? Yeah, I I think that's such a good question because I feel like the movie, kind of like the thing that I was saying, it doesn't really justify if they belong together because you don't really get a lot of like insight into why he likes her outside of like finding her beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, th- th- there is a lot they're, to they're, it with like their I mean, deep conversations, but that, yeah, that's that's was gonna be my point. There's definitely a lot of dialogue that yeah. they share, so there's there's reason to be attracted beyond just the surface level. Yeah. Um, but even still, once you get beyond the surface level, and, and, and disregard, uh, yeah, once you get beyond the surface level, we start seeing colors that aren't that beautiful either. Which you'll see in any relationship. Yeah. But like we, we get that moment in the van and that just brings tries. I just try to put myself in those shoes. And I feel like if that would have been a red flag, that would have been a huge <laughs> red flag. For me. In that moment, I would think, yeah, uh, you can drop her off. Let's go catch that. Flight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now but Jesse was down bad. <laughs> Either he was down bad or something about it. He accepts and is so interested. Yeah. Um, but I guess you can say the same about, you can say the same the other way around. Cause I, I don't want to be one sided here thinking just from the guy's perspective, because I mean, it's easier for me to put myself in his shoes, but I, I'm also curious as to what makes Celine, uh, interested or attracted to Jesse. Yeah. Jesse, has published a whole book about her <laughs> that that i guess like going back to that point he published a whole book about her <laughs> it makes it difficult for me to believe his he's just in it for the sex if if he spent x amount of years to write and publish a book about that one night yeah. it has to be more than that but like i think it, it kind of ties into the thing that i was thinking about it's like is is he really like in love with her or like is he does he feel this way about her or is it just like the moment that they shared like is it the memory that he loves like the feeling that he loves like the the person he was when they first met at that time you get what i mean like and he's like, just looking to relive that again like it's like romanticizing that point in his life like a very passionate and a very mm-hmm. like beautiful moment in his life and that's what is like drawing him in when he sees her again it's it's because he like, if you think about it i guess realistically like he doesn't really know her like like nine years pass and we don't talk like i don't really know you like there's all these years like i knew you nine years ago but like what's really holding me to to like to to loving i mean i i, I don't think i don't know if they i don't think they love each other they don't really say that but to have all this passion for somebody without really truly knowing them knowing them mm-hmm. so it's, it's just interesting yeah that's that's a 
because I guess it's hard to, to tell. Like, where we're if, thinking about all he's ca- looking to do is recapture that moment, like yeah. you said. He's looking to recapture that moment and he to be able to get there. Do you think part of his way to get there is by writing a book to recapture that? Yeah, because. I think that's his way of like holding on to it, I guess. I and it, it just shows how important that moment was to him. The fact that he would write about it. Yeah, that's true. It was also very intentional that he would go on a book tour in France. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah. He, he, he does, he does allude to that. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did that intentionally. But like, do you think like he, 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 that's like the sole reason why he did all of that. I think part of it is, <laughs> I think a big part of yeah. it is, which I guess like, but then still like for you to do all that, for someone that you only had met like for that one moment, it's, it still makes you wonder like how, how little you actually know of them. Are, are you doing all this because you're in love with them or are you just in love with the moment you shared like the memory that which you, I, sh- which I think together. is something that he philosophizes on a lot yeah. too. The idea of moments, the idea of time and how limited it is and how to capture the experiences in those moments. And that's part of like his next idea. Mm-hmm. And also how so many of us and him included is living a life where the moments are just passing by and things aren't changing for the better. Um, so yeah, that, that was something I wanted to dive a little bit more into. Another question I had here was how much of this book do you think is a ref- I mean, not movie. Book, <laughs> movie is a reflection of the director's life, Richard Linklater. He's the writer as yeah. well. Um, I feel like it must, it must, I mean, we, we spoke about this off the podcast. Like I, I learned a lot how now a lot of the, the lines of dialogue in the film is accredited to, uh, to, to the actors that played them. So like they, they wrote the actual lines, but Richard Linklater, um, he had like an outline of the story. So I think he like would tell them like where their characters are like in their lives and they fill in the details. Um, I think it definitely must come from a super personal point. Um, I think just the fact that these films too explore such like specific and like uh, different like points in in time, like you have like a relationship of people who know each other like much later on in life and then people like meeting each other for the first time, like it feels like it must come from a very personal point. And I mean, I don't know if it's solely from his life, but um, I would be surprised if, 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 if a lot of it doesn't come from like his own like memories and like, I wouldn't say that maybe he met somebody in the same way, but let's say like going on the first date with like a girl that he, he, he remembers that maybe he never met again, like just going on a single date with somebody like th- those kinds of memories that it's like someone that you knew for a time and then never again. Yeah. That's something that I'm really, I'm super curious to know yeah. if he had a memory like that where yeah. it was just a one off moment. Yeah. He had this moment and just never saw the person again. Yeah. And if that inspired this whole trilogy, here, mm-hmm. um, and also, I think a lot of what also um, inspires the film is probably his uh, his predilection to reflect, um, because a lot of this movie or these movies are uh, just a reflection, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, dialogue to talk about what you reflect on. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's it's a lot of the thoughts that I think the actors might have, because you said they wrote a lot of the script in terms of like how they see their own characters to be. Um, but it's also in a way that, um, I think the overall themes 
that we're hidden on are probably themes that were introduced by Richard Lynch. Yeah, they, yeah they, 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 they must be. And that influences probably themes that he reflects on a lot yeah. throughout his life. Yeah, and, and I've, I am curious, I guess, um, to see... I mean, this is stuff we can look up after, maybe mention in the next episode, but I am curious, like, how much, uh, if Richard Link- Linklater has said how, how much he relates to, like, Jesse or Celine, or, like, mm-hmm. if, if he feels that his thoughts are, like, a combination of, of them both. Because, I mean, they, their whole, like, philosophies do change so much, but, like, like our own, like, you could feel one way, like, five years ago and then feel completely different. So, like, I wonder if, like, they're they're both, like, halves of, of him in different points in, in his life, like, different ways that he thought or, like... You know? And that's that's beautiful too. That's that's beautiful thinking about how th- this film creates that, where you bring up the point of how their mindsets change across time, and that is just natural. Yeah, and it may have been how uh, Richard Linklater's mindsets or beliefs and ideas have changed over time as well. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be cool to to look into. Yeah, uh, report to me tomorrow. <laughs> let me know. All right, I'll send you my report. Um. You know, I haven't had a sip of coffee this whole episode. What a shame, man. <laughs> I'm done with my coffee. I'm almost done with my water. That, that Jamaican brew. Uh, it's dude, making me crazy. Jamaican me wild. Um, all right. Closing closing remarks. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, this was nice. It was it's fun as always. Next week, what are we talking about? Oh, guys. Guys, next week is Halloween. It is Halloween. What's going to happen? Stay tuned and for find out a spooktacular. The first and maybe first and only. Who knows? Never we'll, know. We'll see where we are next year. Yeah. But next week at least, we have a Halloween special. So, so look forward to that, guys. Wear a costume while you're listening. Mm-hmm. So definitely tune into all of our socials. Swipe up from your podcast. Look at the notes. Um, I, I don't know if your app works like that, but Apple Podcasts at least does. You swipe up and you can see all the notes. Um, from there, you can find our website. You can find all of our social medias. Uh, subscribe to everything or die mm-hmm. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so you can stay tuned and uh, tune into our special episode next week. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have a costume prepared. We're having a costume contest. Um, and you'll just have to let us know what you're wearing before the podcast episode releases. <laughs> I don't know if they'll hear this in time. God damn it. All right. Um, okay. Goodbye. Uh, take it easy. Love you. No. Oh.